Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Dental terminology is the language of dentistry. And I would love to be able to tell you that it is like French, which is known as the language of love or something amazing and exciting like that, but I can't. What is truly remarkable is that it is a unique and historically rich combination of words that makes sense to all people who are associated with the field of dentistry. And like all other fields, we have to learn to speak the language fully in order to be effective at communicating in our profession. Dental terminology will become part of your everyday speech and words that you never thought you would say will be rolling off your tongue in no time at all. Every profession speaks a specific and unique language related to their fields. Dental terminology involves the study of words and terms that are specifically related to the dental sciences. Now, generally speaking, pronunciation rules are pretty standard, but you want to keep in mind that vocal accents are not. You may run into a person that lives in a different part of the country and notice that there's slight variations in the way that that person articulates a word or two. This can be attributed to the place that they live as well as the school where they learn the words. In dental terminology, you want to keep in mind that most terms are formed by a combination of smaller words where there's a prefix a root word or suffix all added together in a word chain to give the word proper meaning. It's helpful for the dental clinician to learn those basic small divisions and then the combining methods that bring the words together. This will go a long way at helping you develop an understanding of dental terms. Sometimes you can even figure out a meaning of a word by breaking it down into smaller parts even if it's a word that you are unfamiliar with. Most longer and larger terms will show a prefix that indicates quantity, location, condition, or size. A root word, which is considered the basic meaning, and then a suffix is usually found at the end of the word chain indicating amount, condition, procedure, or state of being. Now, let me just give you an example of this. The word periodontitis, the prefix is perio, meaning around or about. Daunt, meaning tooth, and itis, meaning inflammation of. So, even if you did not know that the meaning or definition of the word periodontitis was defined as inflammation of the tissue that surrounds the tooth, if you understand how those word chains go together and you knew one part or the other, you may be able to break it down enough to understand it. There are some general rules that need to be followed when you're creating a word chain that involves a prefix, a root, and a suffix, or any combination thereof. 
Some terms may even have more than one root, and the rules of what to do when this occurs will go a long way in helping you with spelling and articulation of your word chain. When a root word is combined or connected with another element, it may take on a combining vowel and become a combining form. Now, the most commonly used combining vowel is the letter O. For example, the word temporal changes to a combining word of temporo when combined with a word like mandible. So the word form would be temporomandibular. In the new word, the O replaces the AL to create the word chain and follow the general rules. Now there are other rules that you want to follow. For example, the term mesial and distal precede all other terms when you're discussing the different surfaces of the tooth. So mesial takes precedence. So example, mesial, occlusal, distal. The term labial, buccal, facial, and lingual follow the mesial and distal in that order and precede incisal and occlusal. Example, mesial, buccal, occlusal. The term incisal, which is used for anterior teeth, and occlusal for posterior teeth, occur last in any combination except when they connect two surfaces that are not connected. So, example, mesial, occlusal, distal. In two-term combination words, the final letter AL is dropped from the first term and it's replaced with the O vowel. Example, mesiolingual. In a three-term combination word chain, the final letter AL is dropped from each of the root words and replaced with the letter O. An example of this would be mesiolabioincisal. Notice they are all still following the rule for order, with mesial coming first and the incisal last in the combination chain. If when you are dropping an AL, there is a result of a double O, a hyphen is added to the words in the connection chain. So an example, distolingual occlusal, the distolinguo has an O at the end, you would have a hyphen, and then you would say occlusal. So in your documentation, you would have a hyphen. That hyphen would be placed between the O in linguo and the O in occlusal. There are also general rules and guidelines to make plural forms of dental words. Words that end in an A, you want to add an E to the end of it to make it plural. Words that end in a U-M, you want to change the U-M to an A. So an example of this, freenum, would change to frena to make it plural. Words that end in U-S, you want to change the U-S to an I. So the singular form of sulcus would change to sulci. Words that end in O-N would change the O-N to an A. So the single form of ganglion would change to ganglia. Words that end in MA, you want to add a TA to the end to make it plural. So dentinoma would change to dentinomata. Words that end in IS, you want to change to ES. 
So cementosis would change to cementoses. Words that end in X, you would drop the X and add CES. So you would go from matrix being the single to matrices being the plural form. Words that end in an EX or an IX, you want to drop the EX or IX and add an ICES. So apex would be the single form and apices would be the plural. Words that end in NX, you want to change the X to a G and add ES. So larynx would be the single and larynges would be the plural. Words that end in TIS, you would drop the S and add DES. Words that end in Y, you want to drop the Y and add IES. And if you're unsure of a rule for spelling a dental term, you can always look it up in a book. I'm just going to provide you with a list of some of the most common words combining root words used in dentistry. So the root word alveolar, a combining form would be alveo, pertains to the alveolus. The root word apical, combining form apico, pertains to the apex of the root. Axis, combining form would be axio pertains to the axis or midline. Buckle, combining form bucko, pertains to the cheek. Kilo, combining form kilo, pertains to the lip. Coronal, combining form corona, pertains to the crown. Dens, combining form dent, pertains to the tooth. Distal, combining form disto, is, pertains to farthest from the center. And enamel, or enamo, or refers to the tooth or enamel tissue. Gingiva, combining form gingiva, pertains to the gingiva or gum tissue. Glossa, combining form glosso, pertains to the tongue. Incisor, combining form inciso, pertains to the incisor teeth. Labial, combining form labio, refers to the lip area. Mandible, combining form mandiba, pertains to the lower jaw. Maxilla, combining form maxillo, pertains to the upper jaw. Mesial, combining form mesio, pertains to the middle or mid-plane. Mucosa, combining form muco, pertains to the tissue lining of an orifice. Occlude, combining form occluso, pertains to jaw closing or occluding. Orthos,
combining form ortho pertains to straight or proper order. Stoma, combining form stoma, pertains to mouth. And temporal, combining form tempero, refers to the temporal bone. Now, understanding how the words go together and how they are combined will be the first step in putting words together correctly to document and speak dental terminology effectively and efficiently and accurately, and also be able to spell and enunciate the words. Learning dental terminology takes a little bit of time and you have to invest the time up front. There's a lot of general rules that apply to different languages and dental terminology is no different. You have to just put in the time to learn the general rules so that you can understand how to speak and spell a lot of these dental terms. Now, one unique perspective that you currently have is that you hear these dental terms and they seem foreign to you. What I want you to do is keep that in mind when you start learning about oral hygiene instruction and you're trying to convey information to your patient. One of the biggest challenges that you have as you embark on the dental field is that you have to learn all of this new dental terminology and then once you are working with a patient in the clinical setting, we ask that you forget all that you learned about dental terminology because you can't speak that language to your patients. So this is a unique opportunity that you currently have where right now all of this is foreign to you. And I want you to keep that in mind when you're talking to your patients. You certainly do not wanna create a barrier between you and your patient when you're trying to help them improve their oral health if you start speaking in a language that they do not understand. So it's quite challenging to learn dental terminology and then only speak it to fellow dental people and not speak it to your patients. So there's this really strange and interesting um, communication that takes place in the operatory. So right now you have the bird's eye view of what it's like to be the patient. And as you start to learn these dental terms and use these dental terms with one another, and then you are sitting with a patient in the clinical setting, you're gonna be challenged to not use those words. So anyway, in the meantime, I invite you to speak with one of another with your classmates to help really get a good understanding on how to speak this language. Best of luck to all of you. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying. I really appreciate you listening to this podcast. Join me next time as we talk about the basics of instrument design. It will make so much sense if you understand the design characteristics and it'll make it easier for you to select the correct instrument for the specific task in the clinical setting. These design features relate directly to the clinical application and theory to practice concepts. (music) 
I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.